Good morning. This is the January 30th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone that wants to join us. My name is John, and on today's episode, we're talking about what famous WWE injury took place on this day in 2005. We don't make light of injuries here at the Daily Wrestling News Show, and that's not my intention. But some injuries are absolutely worthy of note. Kurt Angle won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck in 1996. Triple H tore a muscle off the bone during a tag match in May of 2001 and somehow finished the match. We don't dare make light of them, but we certainly remember them. This story is along those lines. With that said, the 18th annual Royal Rumble event took place at the Save Mart Center on the campus of Fresno State University in California's San Joaquin Valley in front of more than 12,000 fans. In this era of the roster split, the winner of tonight's 30-man Rumble match will have his choice to challenge for Raw's World Heavyweight or SmackDown's WWE Championship at that April's event of the year as WrestleMania 21 goes Hollywood. Edge and Shawn Michaels kick off the pay-per-view portion of the event. After 18 and a half minutes of mostly fast-paced action and high spots between these two top-level performers, HBK rolls up Edge, but momentum allows Edge to quickly roll it over again. The reversal sends both men into the ropes, which should probably have caused the referee to stop the count, but Mike Chioda missed not only that, but the fact that Edge had leaned back to grab the top rope to keep Michaels from kicking out, and he gets the roll-up win. Though Edge hit two spears to soften up HBK's midsection, and Sean himself dropped a pretty elbow that seemed to aggravate his own history of back issues, both men made it to the Rumble later, so no major injuries to speak of there. Match number two is a casket match between Undertaker and Heidenreich. Gene Snitsky interferes on behalf of Heidenreich. Kane comes out of the casket to help his brother of destruction. The match gets real physical, and I'm sure neither man sprang out of bed the next morning to greet the day, but both men leave without major injury. Next up is SmackDown's big title match. John Bradshaw Layfield is defending the WWE Championship in a triple threat against Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle and the 470-pound Big Show. After Angle bounces a television monitor off the skull of the Big Show, the giant tips back off the ring steps and crashes through the announce desk. He would recover and later tackle JBL through the barricade. Luther Reigns, Mark Jindrak, and the Bashams would attack Big Show. Orlando Jordan would help JBL back into the ring where he delivered a clothesline from hell to get the three count on Angle and retain his title. These three did a fair amount of damage to each other and the ringside area in just over 12 minutes, but all came out relatively healthy. Meanwhile, backstage, Carlito is passing around a petition to get rid of Teddy Long as SmackDown General Manager. Carlito is in a harness to protect his separated shoulder, a legitimate injury that put him out of action. But it happened before the evening's festivities, so we're not counting that one. Raw takes center stage next as Triple H defends the World Heavyweight Championship against Randy Orton. Orton is still plenty pissed about the outcome of the Elimination Chamber we discussed in episode 116 of the Daily Wrestling News Show earlier this month. Orton spends plenty of time in the figure four, in the ring, and around the post early in the match. He gets his bell rung more than once later on in the match. However, when Triple H delivers a pedigree to retain his title after 21 plus minutes of a very physical and personal war, while both men could probably use a week's vacation to recover, Thankfully, neither needed any kind of surgery or extended rehab time. 
So we've reached our main event, the 30-man Royal Rumble match with a championship opportunity and a headline spot at WrestleMania in Hollywood on the line. Troublesome backstage rookie Daniel Pewter enters at number three. Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, who entered at one and two, put their excellent exhibition of in-ring skill on hold to chop the ever-loving shit out of Pewter's chest. When Hardcore Holly enters at number four, he's all too eager to join in this rookie hazing. And at one point, Taz declares from commentary that Pewter, quote, got his areolas knocked off, end quote. I was, however, unable to confirm with a second source, so I'm not counting it towards the night's injury list. Kurt Angle enters at number 20, and in less than a minute is eliminated by number 19 HBK. Angle is so furious at his second failure of the night that he slides back in to eliminate HBK, then assault him with part of the ring steps, busting Michael's head wide open. That one might have required some stitches, but I assure you it's not the showstopper of the injury list on this evening. Number 24, Paul London takes a wicked clothesline on the apron's edge from number 26, Gene Snitsky, and lands face first on the floor. He leaves on a stretcher, but missed no time following the event. Your final four are number 7, Edge, number 8, Rey Mysterio, number 25, John Cena, and number 28, Batista. Rey is tossed over the top rope by Edge, but holds on. That is, until Edge delivers a unique spear from a weird angle and through the ropes to send Ray to the floor. Edge is then eliminated with a stereo backdrop from Cena and Batista. Cena gets Batista in the fireman's carry, and it looks like a sure win for Cena once he hits the FU. But every time he gets close to the ropes, Batista holds on, and there's nowhere for Cena to toss him. Batista escapes, and within seconds, he's got Cena up for the Batista bomb. But Cena holds on with a head scissor, causing both men to tumble over the top rope and damned if they didn't hit the floor at exactly the same time. Confusion abounds. Raw referee Jack Doan raises Batista's hand because, well, Batista was supposed to win. But I guess they're getting word in their earpieces that they can't come up with a camera angle to prove Cena landed first. It was just that close. So to buy some time, Little Nate and the other SmackDown referee are told to raise Cena's hand. Cena and Batista don't have earpieces, of course, so imagine how confused they are. Everyone makes their way back into the ring, and out comes 60-year-old chairman Vince McMahon in a foul mood. He spikes his suit jacket along his way and slides into the ring. As he goes to stand up, he pops one of his quad muscles. Trying to hide the intense pain, he again struggles to get to his feet and blows the other quad. The look on his face is confusion, where there probably should be agony. But as he sits on the canvas with his back against the bottom rope, he's now powerless to get off his rump. The two wrestlers and all four referees are still in improv mode because Vince hasn't spoken, and you can't blame him for needing a moment to gather himself. But the show must go on, so Batista grabs Cena and tosses him over the top rope to the floor. That doesn't sit well with Cena, so he slides back in and returns the favor. By this time, Vince is talking to Charles Robinson, who gets word to Howard Finkel, and the announcement is made that by order of the chairman, this match is to be restarted. The refs clear out, Vince rolls under the bottom rope, and as we hear from the people involved, demands that no one help him as he walks backstage, so as not to look weak. How the hell you walk what had to be about 100 feet to get out of the view of the fans and into gorilla position without both quads, I will never know. Sure, adrenaline can mask pain, 
but the quads play a significant role in everything from hip flexion to knee stabilization and general balance. I don't know how the man didn't fall over. Back in the ring, Batista goes for an immediate Batista bomb, but Cena escapes. Batista is scooped up onto Cena's shoulders for the FU, and Batista escapes. The animal then hits a liver-rattling spine buster, drags Cena to his feet, and muscles him over the top rope to secure his trip to WrestleMania 21. Backstage, no one went anywhere near Vince, though Bruce Pritchard notes that he heard a blood-curdling scream a little while later. I guess the adrenaline had to wear off at some point. Vince somehow leaves the building under his own power, but the WWE private jet heads directly to Alabama for a meeting with Dr. Andrews. Well, that's our show for today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about the 05 Rumble, I encourage you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show or just search Daily Wrestling News Show. Either way, click join and we'll let you in to talk about the Rumble, Vince's quads, or any historical wrestling topic. And if we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here for another edition of the Daily Wrestling News Show.